0: This is a weird episode of Business or Babies. While this is a new recording, what I'm about to say right now, the rest is not. So I've been given the advice by people who love me, uh, including my boyfriend and my accountability coach, Kat, that people like to listen to long episodes. And I was like, who wants to hear me ramble and interview someone for an hour Uh Like when I want to do short episodes that are like fun and punchy the whole time. So I realized I have a solution and I don't think I've seen any other podcaster do this, but I'm going to make this episode a full length episode with all my last 10 episodes. I think it's 10. I don't know. TBD. I'm not perfect. It's fine. So you could listen to all the episodes as we go so if you wanted to listen to the whole season but you're like I don't want to click next which I don't know how the technology works on the different podcast platforms I'm on everything but now you can listen to this is a one large long clip of the first 10 episodes which I don't know it's gonna be like an hour-ish which is nice so and then I get to still go on to do my little formatted episodes and maybe I'll do another one of these after the next 10 or so TBD I'm making this up as I go because it's fun and why not so uh, with that the first episode of the podcast was called are kids a good choice for me? I think there's more to that title, but I'll try to give you a little preview before every episode. So with that, this is the beginning of the mega episode. Welcome to Business or Babies, the show that I have been debating and dreaming up for weeks and months and maybe even years. uh, It is my exploration of figuring out if me, shyly at 31 years old, wants to consider having a child in the coming bunch of years. Is it on my radar? I am not totally sure. But what I do want to do, which I already started doing a few years ago, uh, was starting to ask women that I respect and admire about their thought process with their decision or lack of decision in this whole experience. I've had friends who had surprise babies in college. I've had friends with infertility. I have friends who are in their forties and fifties who've chosen not to have babies. I have people who are in their fifties who didn't have a choice on whether to have babies. Uh, This is something that has come up uh, in my timelines and in my feeds for so long. And it's something so interesting. Um, I talk about my journey through uh, trying to protect myself for all the options. Because uh, you know what, we get older and women don't necessarily have infinite fertility. And that's something that's really scary, right? So there's all these different angles. And for me, you know, for myself, I want to know what other people went through in this process. And I don't think we talk about it enough. Um, but I'm really blessed that so many women in my, my orbit have talked about child like having children and what it's like Uh, and I appreciate that. Right. But I also appreciate that there's a few women in my network who have talked about how happy they are that they chose not to have kids. One of my mentors said that, you know, for her, her time freedom to do what she wants is the most important thing ever. And a child is the exact opposite of that. So why would she have a kid? And I was like, well, that's a really good point because I also value time freedom. Um, But, you know, I also like spending time with family. And if I had a kid, that is like the purest form of family, right? Uh, I also talk to women who like immediately when they have a child, they are fully booked and they have no more free time for themselves or for their business and all that kind of stuff. And it stresses them out. And, you know, that's it makes me wonder, like, is it worth it or, or can you really it makes me ask the question, can you really be successful in a business when you have a kid as well? And I'm sure there's the mompreneurs and there's people who've done it. Um, but the reality is like, uh, you know, it's hard, it is hard, but there's ways to do it. But it's like, makes me wonder, like, could you, could you have accomplished everything that you've accomplished if you had had kids, if you didn't have kids, any of the business? And I don't know if that's true or my own ignorance, but I'm hoping that with asking a series of consistent questions to a bunch of kick-ass people that I know that I'll be able to to kind of get my own answer. Because if I ever do decide to procreate and have a child, I want to know, that as much as I can control, that I've thought it all through, and I'm going to be making a decision that I'm proud of and that I can live with. And I know there's no guarantees in this world, so you never know what's going to happen. So I hope you can come join me on this journey of exploration and uh, get some insights for yourself. And if there's questions that you have about this subject, I would love to know. So with that, uh, stay tuned for more episodes where I'm going to ask a range of interesting people about their own decisions around business or babies. And maybe it's not as obvious of a choice and maybe it isn't a choice between the two. But uh, I can't wait to challenge my guests with that question, uh, ideally at the end of every episode. So yes, this is my first show and we'll see what I want because, you know, children is like a very biological thing for many people, not all people. And I know it can be super rewarding, but I also know it can be really, really hard. Uh, But you don't know, you won't know what the other side of that fence is until you do it, I think. But that's why we got to take as much research and do the best we can with our decisions. So welcome to Shiley's uh, decision making process on this subject. Stay tuned and uh, happy baby time. Why call this show business or babies? This is episode two so why the title business or babies uh it's probably obvious that you're gonna be like you can have both and like you probably could but i think adding a little bit of controversy to a podcast is not a bad thing but also because sometimes it is a choice for people right it's like I personally am super fulfilled by having a career. I think when I was younger and my friends were dreaming about babies, I was dreaming about building a business and building my name for myself and building a career and doing things that I love and doing things on my own terms. And I realized for some of my friends, uh, I have one friend in particular who. Uh, I'm going to use a quote that a guy used on her that totally worked. She's like, I guess he goes to her and he's like, I want to fill you up with babies. And she was like, Oh my gosh, he's hot and he's cute. And you know, she was like head over heels. uh, When she heard that now, bless, she has a baby. Now she's got what she wants, but she had been telling me she wanted babies for a long time in our friendship. So I know that's true for someone. I know for other women, like that's not necessarily the case. Right. And in society, there's this pressure that like women, have to have babies like that's the thing like women like you know like as much as like we are in modern times women can do things women can do stuff on their own and like we can have our own lives and our careers it's like it's still like a societal expectation that women take care of the kids or sometimes have to take care of the kids and have a job and do household things and all this stuff right and, you know, I always joke, I'm like, I'm still taking care of myself. Like I'm still raising Shiley, uh to be the best self that I can be. How am I going to take care of somebody else? And uh, I interviewed a mentor of mine and I asked her this and, she, you know, and, you know, one of the things or one of the things they said is like, you'll think about having a pet, right? Like you have to, you know, do things on their schedule. Like if you have a dog, you have to walk the dog all the time. And I was like, yeah, if I had a dog in my life right now, like, yeah, I don't want that. That seems stressful. But I'm like, oh, wait, a baby is, like, way more stressful than a dog. Um, but also, like, the idea of me having a dog and, like, having to, like, take it out every day and, like, make sure someone's there to babysit it if I ever have, have to leave town, like, is a lot of work. And I was like, oh, right. That is a very, very good point. So... You know, in the sense for me is that like, I want to really be thoughtful if I'm making this decision because I felt like maybe it was inevitable. It's just like the thing you do when you get to like your 20s and 30s, you just like have a baby. Uh, But I wanted to be really, really thoughtful with this decision. And um, in my case, I'm I'm making it a choice, right? But like biologically, like something could go wrong and I could be prevented from having a child, right? Um, I could also just like right now I'm in a great relationship. Like maybe I won't be in a relationship, right? But there's also people who choose to like have a kid on their own with or without a partner and that's okay. Uh, some people lose partners. It's it, There's so many different ways to have a family these days that it also opened my eyes to the possibilities, right? I have a few friends who are like, yeah, Maybe one day we'll foster, and like that's a better solution for them. And they get to enjoy their time with their partners. And I'm like, well, that sounds really nice too. Uh, And I know this is like a trope that we hear all the time of like, you're going to regret it and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, there's probably some level of regret that some women have, but probably not all women, right? Um, One of the best nuggets of advice was like, you can't live with the what ifs because then you could go down that rabbit hole for days, months, weeks, years, and whatever. So, For me, the best thing I can do is research this question for myself, and I've been doing it passively for a long time. So to do it in a framework of a podcast where other people can get these questions answered or find their own ideas, I think is going to be a gift for myself and probably a gift for a lot of other women who are navigating this decision. Uh, I want to give voice to this population of (laughs) careerists who are also wanting to find confidence in their choices Uh, regardless of what opportunities they have to make them. So business or babies, maybe both Uh, more to come with conversations with kick butt people on this decision. Bye. I decided to interview myself with some of the questions that other people got asked as part of the recording. As someone who is constantly stressed out by administrative work, one of the most administrative projects that exists is making a podcast. So why would me, shyly, a person, again, stressed out by admin work, creating a podcast? uh, Well, I can do it because I'm finding a ton of tools that are going to make this much easier for myself And, and for me to be able to talk to so many people. Uh, without giving myself stress. So coming soon and how I'm going to do that, and you'll hear more. But I thought, why not tell you a little bit of how I imagine this podcast will go, the questions I want to ask, and maybe even asking myself as the first interview, how I feel about all of these questions. And I think that's going to be part of the story, is is, if I have to interview myself, if I'm going to ask anybody else these questions. Because I'm going to ask people from a lot of different ranges of, of places. So with that, uh, let me tell you a little bit of what I want to ask myself today that I'm going to ask others. So the first part that I want to do for the interviews is contact, to context to my relationship to this person. So you'll know how I know them and their background and all that kind of stuff. Their age. I'm currently 31. Uh, my background in the work they do and the type of person they are. Well, I uh, teach people how to do their own marketing for their businesses at com. And uh, I have been very focused on my career for a very, very long time. I wasn't the kind of person that was dreaming about babies as a kid, like some of my friends were. Uh, It wasn't on my radar. But I mean, what was on my radar is that I studied education in college. So I've always had a fond appreciation for children, um, but they were never my children. So (laughs) that's kind of a little bit of my background and the type of person that I am. The second part of the interview, and I imagine we're going to get more interesting answers from folks, is do you have kids? And I do not have kids. Do I want kids? I mean, probably. But like, I feel like that's not a good enough answer. If I'm going to commit to like raising another human, I feel like my answer needs to be really, really, really solid because that's not the way to go. You know, there's so many therapists who are in business because of the ways that they were raised and the ways that they wish they weren't raised. So I'm like, I don't want to do that. So that's what I think at the moment. Uh, Do I want kids? Was it a choice? You know, I don't think childhood or having a child is a choice always. I have so many friends. And I think this is also part of why I'm so curious on the subject who have been, you know, wishing and hoping for a child, but they have infertility issues or something happens or who knows what. Um, And for them, it's like, you know, they can't choose to just have a child right away. Adoption. I've seen documentaries on this. Adoption is really, really hard these days. Apparently, there's a lot less babies. Uh, up for adoption. And part of the funding of anti-abortion laws is that they have more babies that are adoptable because that business is drying up, I guess. So I'm like, oh, so I don't know if it's necessarily a choice if you want to have children. I think people might want it, but they might not always have a choice if they can get it. And there's people who it just happens to. So it's really messy. Uh, how do I feel about where I am now? Uh, I'm okay. I don't think I could have a child at this moment in time, but like I could see how that potentially might be something I want in the future. So TBD, Uh, one career tip for my audience. Uh, Do what I do. Try to test the shiz out of everything while you're young and you have the flexibility. I tell that to every kid that I talk to, like try out everything. Do you love it or do you not love it? Uh, and then the last question is business or babies. It's possible to do both, but I want to know the trade-off. So that's part of the question I really want to answer because I think you can do both. But like, also like some people will prioritize business because that's what they want. And that's totally okay. And then I also want to leave my guests with a chance to plug who they are and what maybe they can connect people to. So uh, I have another podcast. I have com. I'm all over the LinkedIn's. So uh, that was my interview with myself. Let's see what the show turns out to be. See you on the interwebs. Bye. Hear me interview my friend who's very career focused.
1: I never have wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. That's 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 not what I want. I want to keep working. And even if I had a husband, you know, I would, I would keep working, and he could be a stay-at-home dad, or I could have a nanny. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me. But I don't want to give up my career. It reminds me of this really good quote by Hillary Clinton, where she says, "You can have it all, but just not all at once." And I think that that's really true. I think that in life, you're never going to have enough hours of the day to do everything that you want to do. So if I feel like I can both do my career and hit that right balance where I have enough time to raise a child in the way that, like, I would want to be raised, then I'd pull the trigger. And if not, then I won't. You know, like, it's all about having a life that you want to have and also being able to provide the life that you want your child to have.
0: You heard here, Liz don't need no man. She is fully prepared to have a stay at home husband if that's what her future looks like. Liz is a dear friend of mine who's a kick butt lawyer who works really, really hard at her career to the point where one Sunday afternoon we were sitting a bunch of ladies at a pool and she was working on some legal briefs or something legal at her job uh, while we were hanging out at the pool. Like that was her way to relax, but also work to get something in by Monday. So we know she's super committed to her career. And I think she has some interesting viewpoints for someone who really wants to achieve what she wants to achieve, but also is is open to the possibilities of what may be, which is kids, no kids, kids on her own, all of that kind of stuff. And you'll hear more in what she shares next about her career. If there's one career thing that you would tell anybody listening to this...
1: Don't go to law school unless you really want to be a lawyer. Don't be a lawyer unless you really want to be a lawyer because it's not all like Guns and Roses, you know? There's there's some things about it that are pretty rough. But I think then once you pick something, you have to kind of know your own mind about it. Is this something that is worth the blood, sweat, and tears? Am I going to be happy at the end of the day? And if not, don't do it. (laughs) Try to find something else that you are going to like because I think that liking what you do is really important or babies? (sighs) I think based on everything else that I've just said, I probably have to say business, don't I? (laughs) Because that's such a huge part of my life and something that I'm actively working to grow and to further all the time. Am I growing and furthering having babies? No, not really. So business, yeah. business (laughs) my mom is gonna hate this (laughs) I mean you could go both ways but I mean I can have both you can have it all just not all at once right I guess right now it's business and then hopefully in the future it'll be babies and but honestly it's probably gonna be both you know it's it's never not gonna be business and maybe it's not gonna be babies I guess we figure that out but like I would like it if it was both <laughs> <laughs> is that it. a cop-out <laughs> no I, 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 the
0: first one was to scare you into choosing one or the other maybe but you were allowed to take it however you want but I
1: guess like right at this exact moment in my life as we're sitting here the way that my life is now it's business interesting I'm 31 and I'm like you know it's something that I want to do eventually but I'm not in a rush anymore I'm not like, oh, I have to do this by a certain age. Or if I don't, then I'm going to be a failure. I think I'm just kind of embracing that my life is just going to be what it is. And if it's not what I want, then that's not what I want to do. I just think that it's it's really hard to find a good one. And I would rather be alone than settle for someone that I'm not going to be my happiest with. I don't need a husband to make a she family. No they're sperm donors, that's what they're for. So it's like, I would either do that or I would adopt, but just one, because I think that's going to be hard enough yeah, by good. myself.
0: What's the threshold for when you would do it?
1: I don't know. i thought that maybe if I'm still super single by like 35 and I just don't see that I like, I'm going to meet someone during my childbearing years, then maybe I would freeze my eggs. Are you,
0: you're happy in your current state with child or no child?
1: Honestly, I think I am. And if you'd asked me that, you know, a year ago, two years, like I wouldn't have said the same thing. I realized I would be happier on my own than like settling for someone who's not the right fit for me. I would rather be single than just have a man just to have a man. It's got to be the right guy, and otherwise I think I'm going to be happier just me. It's very freeing to realize that.
0: So you've already made this kind of realization this year, it sounds like.
1: At a certain point, something just clicked for me, and I was like, you know what? my life is pretty good. I have a good job that I like. I have good friends that I hang out with. I never sit there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so alone because I'm not. Yeah. Maybe I don't have a romantic partner, but that doesn't mean I'm alone. So I think that I could be happy either way.
0: Who just heard my dear friend Liz share her willingness to be open to whatever the future brings. And I think one of the takeaways for me, as someone who's thinking about this question business or babies for myself. I love that she's okay with the way that her life is. I know there's times in my life where I was really sad that I wasn't in a relationship and that I wished I'd had somebody and I felt like I was incomplete without it. But I think what's great about Liz is that it doesn't matter to her. Is that she really does this thing that I love, which is appreciate the life that she has and the many good things that are within it instead of looking at all the negatives. And I think that's always something I could reflect on more in terms of like enjoying what I've got now instead of worrying too much about the future maybe, TBD. My friend spent part of her 54th birthday telling me about her decision to not have kids.
2: I am so glad to be at the age I am with the life I've led and be able to say in all genuineness, I have never, ever once regretted the decision not to have children. I also do recognize that there are a lot of things in my career that I adore that I could not have done if I'd had children. This
0: is Business or Babies, and today's episode is with Michelle, and she's going to talk about the life she has lived and why she chose not to have children. She spent a long time in India. She was born overseas. She has worked with incredible companies as a trusted confidant. I look up to her and all the adventures we've had together, having worked together through another company. I really wanted to share her story because she seems to have a great confidence about the choices that she seems to have made. And she has some really great context to why she chose not to want to have kids. And I think that level of thoughtfulness is something that more of my peers could dive into and could use a little mentorship on. So I wanted to share a little bit about her story and how we connected and what she has to share to determine whether you want to have business or babies.
2: Wait till you hear how she answers that question. So I know Shiley because we met through a program I was doing about improving my LinkedIn presence and she is one of the leaders of the program, which was great, but to me it was just a kickoff because Shiley also lives in Chicago where I do, which is terrific. There's still a flavor of the professional connection, but yet it also has been a great spark for talking about a huge range of other things, not least of which is our love of our mutual alma mater, Indiana University. I have a company called Phonebox. It's a consultancy that focuses on helping multinational companies through really high-stakes activities and decisions. But I spent most of my career in corporate. I started off kind of hopping around between smaller companies and bigger companies, then spent a lot of time in one very, very large company, which was Honeywell Aerospace. And then during that, I got my MBA. I spent time overseas lots and lots of development opportunities and it was terrific before repatriating doing my last corporate gig and then deciding i'd had it so in terms of who i am i'm really i would say i'm kind of a global citizen its i've been asking my friends what they would use to describe me lately global comes up all the time i was born overseas i've lived overseas multiple times throughout my life so i'm that's always a focus for me um but lately, the word kaleidoscope has been coming up. The word misfit has come, been coming up in the most positive sense of not fitting into things. So, And I'm 54. Actually, today I'm 54. So I've been through a lot of the curves. And so now I'm at that wonderful stage of my life where I get to say, OK, I did all the stuff I wanted to do when I was in my 20s. What's next? And what am I going to be leaving behind? Do you have kids? You know, this should be a binary question, right? Yes or no, I have kids but it isn't for me. So I chose not to have my own children. I did not want to bear children. But when I was married back in the day, I was lucky enough to marry a man who had two daughters from his first marriage. And so I got to be a stepmom. And even though he and I have long since divorced, I'm thrilled to death that I have those, well, then girls, now young women in my life. So I don't know if I get to claim being a stepmom once the divorce happened, but I'm going to stick to it and say that's what I get to be. So yes, two girls, but not in a traditional way. Did you want kids? I'm kind of lucky. My mom actually was Lamaze instructor when I was young, so I had a lot of exposure to pregnant women and babies, which convinced me pretty thoroughly that I never wanted to be a pregnant woman or bring a baby into the world. I just, that was not something I felt strongly inclined toward. So I made that decision pretty early on. Um, there were times when I bounced around thinking maybe adoption would be a good way to go because there are a lot of kids in the world who still you know, need somebody, especially in some of the countries in which I've lived during my life. But really, I didn't want kids. I, I recognized, especially given the age in which I was pursuing my career, that my mom was really right. She said, always said, you can have it all. You just can't have it all at the same time. And I wanted my career and I wanted other things. I wanted to travel and I wanted to be an expat and I wanted to do all these things spontaneously and I did not want to have the experience of being pregnant. So, you know, it all added up to no. I really didn't want kids.
0: Do you feel that you deciding if you wanted kids or not wanting kids was a choice that you could make yourself?
2: I was incredibly lucky. So, I come from a family, you know, my mother's a feminist and so it never occurred to me that wouldn't be my decision to make. I imagine it might be a negotiation, but I didn't I didn't imagine that was something I was required to do to prove my femininity or adulthood or anything like that. What I will say, and I give full credit for this to my then husband, um, he let me make the call because his attitude was, I've already had children, you haven't. And if that's an experience you want, we can put it on the table, but I'm not going to I've already been there, done that. So this is your call, which I respected and I made the call. So no, I didn't ever feel like I couldn't make the decision. But I also recognize that had I married somebody when I was younger who wanted kids, this would have been a much more difficult conversation. So I just happened to have the timing of things work out that way.
0: My family has been putting a lot of pressure on me to procreate and have a child. And I'm sure my boyfriend's family would love another child to have children and there's societal pressure to go do it. But I never wanted to just give in because society said I had to. If I'm going to bring kids into the world, I really want to make sure I'm doing it for the right reasons. What do you think about that?
2: I think you're hitting the nail on the head about kind of identifying why you want to have children. There are women, my sister certainly was one of them, who she knew from the time she was a toddler that she wanted to be a mom. That was a hugely critical part of what she wanted to do in life and if something else got in the way the mother thing was always going to come first and i give her a lot of credit for that that was important so i'd say the first thing is kind of trap tap into your intuition i know the expectations can kind of fog that up but tap into your intuition and kind of identify you know at the end of your life is it important to you to be able to say i was a mom that wasn't the highest priority for me so that was that was one of the biggest decisions I made and one of the biggest turning points was when I said, I can or I can't, I don't really care. That was probably an indicator of don't do it, because being a mama is a huge commitment and both sides, the mother and the child, deserve, you know, you to be all in there can be days and all that. But I mean, just in general, you want to have that kind of inner core drive. I think about the expectations. That is really, really hard. I don't know. I did not have those expectations on me. I probably would have if my sister had not had children or my brother. So they took the pressure off me because I was allowed to say I didn't care because my parents needed to get grandchildren. And we don't have big family expectations kind of in that way. But. I do think the question then becomes kind of why, what is the, you know, kind of hone in on what the expectation is. Is it they're dying to have little toddlers to play with? That's really fun, don't get me wrong, that's really cool, but that's for a piece of the life. Is it that they wanna see a legacy of themselves live on? That's great too. Is it that they want somebody to help take care of you in your old age? All legitimate things, but I think kind of drilling in on what those expectations really represent in terms of how they show up, that can be really important because sometimes there's other paths you know, so I didn't want to have children. So I recognized that I wouldn't have anybody to take care of me. So I thought about my retirement funding differently. But I had to understand that that was the the conversation was who's going to take care of me, not do I have children, just in and of itself. So I think that's a big one. I think, you know, asking yourself about what is the need you're trying to fill. So for me, it was I want to have children in my life, they didn't need to be my children. So you know, I've often thought about things like foster care or, th- you know, volunteering with organizations that support kids or teaching. There's so many other ways to support kids. This isn't the only way you have to do it. So I think that's a big part. But the biggest thing I'd say is, is this is going to sound strange, but go with me on this. <laughs> so when I was getting my MBA, I had to decide where I wanted to go to school. And getting your MBA, is, it's not like being a parent, but it's a lot of work, right? And it's on top of what I had, which was a 60 to 70 hour a week job. And then I had to do my MBA on top of it. So it was going to be brutal. And I recognized there were going to be times in the middle of the night when I had to finish a a paper that I didn't want to write about a topic that was not directly relevant to my work. And I was going to need some emotional thing to get me through it. And that is why I chose to get my degree where I did was because I wanted to go to the school my whole family went to.
0: Sidebar for the listeners, she could have gone to any MBA program, including the top tier, best of the best anywhere throughout the country. Her company would have paid for it. And she chose to go to Indiana University for her MBA, which is where I went to college and where a lot of her family members went to college. So she could finally share that she was
2: on route to finish a degree at the university that bonds her and her family. Because I knew in the middle of the night, late at night, doing those papers, the plugging through was going to require an emotional commitment. And that emotional commitment was enough to make me say, okay, I I hate this, but I'm going to get it done. I think that's one of the most important things about being a parent. It's phenomenally, astonishingly hard work every day, limited vacations, constantly on your mind. If you're not dying to do it, the small things look bigger. And I have known people who probably shouldn't have had kids and they did great and they did their best. But the bottom line was it was a harder slog. But I also know people like my sister who she's got bad days with her kids and yet she still has that overall glow because it's all part and parcel of the fact she was so determined to become a mother and she so identifies as that being one of her primary roles of her life. So, yeah, but I try and either define the expectations more specifically and also give yourself some space with the expectations aside. I get that they're very strong. I really do. But the bottom line is you're gonna be the one getting up in the middle of the night
0: this is the big one this is the question that is the pillar of this show the question to you is business or babies
2: answer that as, as you will i'm curious to hear your full and honest thoughts wow such a binary set of choices i chose business i chose business from the time I was 16. And I've chosen it over babies every time the options come up. So and I've never regretted it. So that was the right call for me. So I would, I would always say that I choose business. And I also do recognize that there are a lot of things in my career that I adore that I could not have done if i had had children. That being said, I do think there are a lot of different paths. And I know a lot of very, very successful women who chose to have children. And embrace the experience and had a great time being kids having kids and being a mom and so i think you can have both i think the key of it is is you know in the middle of the night both are tough and you know you're going to hit get stuff that wakes you up and keeps you stressed and so having that line of sight to the at the end of your days however long they would be and i hope there are very many 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 more of yours ahead for you shyly i would say as best you can Tap into the things that are going to let you say, I lived what I lived to the fullest. And I did the things that mattered most for me and my values. And for me, it was business. But I would layer on with that, that it was business because a lot of my personal goals came through business. I wanted an MBA. I wanted a graduate degree. I got it because my company paid for it. I wanted to live overseas and multiple continents. I did it because companies paid for it. That's not to say I couldn't have done it without the companies. I just recognized that business was the path I was choosing to a lot of that stuff. And a huge number of my friendships have come out of my business and my work activities. So yeah, business was great for me, but I don't think it really is binary. I think you can have both. Like I said, I actually do think my mom was right. I think you can have both. I just think you can't have both at the same intensity level at the same time all at once. The other thing that I would add in here, as I didn't say it so far, be sure you have a support network. And I don't mean just a spouse or a partner. Be sure you are able to find babysitters and that you are able to find people who will help you understand your kids and doctors. and The infrastructure you need in terms of human beings to successfully raise children is not small which is another reason why my lifestyle never would have worked for me having kids. Cause I wanted to move around a ton and I have, but the reality is is that infrastructure matters for kids and it matters for your success in having kids and your happiness whilst having kids. So, you know, choose your partners wisely, make sure you've got the infrastructure. If you want to go forth, give yourself the freedom to not have to be all things to all people at the same time and make the call. But yeah, I went business. And so now I have phone box and, For all intents and purposes, phone is the child that I'll leave behind is the child that I'm putting all those energies into. No regrets at all. I love the life I've led. It was enabled and empowered by the work that I did throughout my career. I could not have had the work opportunities that I did if I had also needed to be a great mother. And I didn't want to be less than that. I love the fact that asking about those questions about having children and the impact it has on your life and your path. Is are legitimate questions to ask as opposed to you will have children and figure it out being the assumption for the, as a norm. And so I think that's wonderful, especially because I am definitely the weirdo among 99% of the people I know for choosing not to have children. And the number of times during my earlier years when I had to explain it to people is absolutely unacceptable. So I hope that whatever decision you make, I know it'll be the right decision for you, and I hope that the people around you are able, if not to understand it, at least able to embrace your honesty and your truth as you go forward in it. Because the reality is, is, you know, two spouses, 2.5 children with a dog and a lawn is not the life for everybody. And the more diverse experiences we have across the entire population of this country, the better a country we are. So I celebrate that you're questioning the things that many, many generations before you did not have the luxury or the option to question. You can find me on LinkedIn. My company's name is Foambox. So you can search under Foambox Group or Foambox Global. They'll both get you to the same place. In terms of what I'm doing right now, my biggest goal is to grow my business. In three years, my intention is to start an angel investment fund for women entrepreneurs because women don't get nearly enough capital support. And so a lot of the work that I do nowadays, whether it's with the Founding Moms organization or with my volunteer work with different entrepreneur groups, it really is about the fact that I want to grow a phone box large enough and financially lucrative enough that I can then peel off some of those funds and some of those brilliant people with whom I work and create an angel investing fund so that we can help the women entrepreneurs succeed because it's not pill slog. So the more I can leave behind in terms of knowledge and resources, then, you know, then that helps. That helps. sell that's the best way I can celebrate the career I've had.
0: On the next episode, my friend thinks she'd be a bad mom if she had babies in her 20s.
3: You can't have both. You can't want to just be a mom and want to change the world. You can't have, like, it's really hard.
0: This week I talked to one of my funniest, dearest, longest friends, Rebecca, who you'll hear is 30, white, and Jewish. She is a hardcore career person trying to make the world a better place in the Jewish community, especially. And she calls me out on some things she knows about me, and I call her out on what I know about her. And she's got some really interesting perspectives on why it's so hard for millennials to actually attempt to even have children. So we get into it a little bit deeper, but she also gets into it about how much it actually costs to have a child. And like you heard earlier, can you really do both? So let's hear a little bit more from a peer of mine. Like, I haven't had the, like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to be a mom thing. But, like, I also, like, I can't wait to keep growing my career thing. So that, to me, has been sort of, like, my baby for a long time. So for you, like, you for sure see that these two things have to happen separately, not simultaneously. Is that right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, like, well, one, I don't think I could have been a mother in my 20s because, like... I have so many issues that I still need to resolve like I would have been a really bad mom to that kid like I couldn't and I also if I would have become a mother in my 20s I think I wouldn't have so many of the skills that I have from like networking and being a professional like all this stuff is like I wouldn't have had time because you know being a mom is like so involved so much everything and then like you know, you're going to worry about your kid dying every second of the day. Listen, I worry if someone doesn't text me back that's a boy. So, like, I don't really have the capacity right now to also be worrying about a baby. Because, like, I can't succeed if I do that. I,
0: I talked to my mentor about it a few weeks ago just to ask her, and she's like... I love to control my time, and she's like, "If I were to have a baby, I would lose all control over my time, and that to me is the most important thing. So why would I have a kid?" And then she's like, she's like, you know what else I do? She's like, I, I you know, I foster a dog." I'm like, "Oh, okay, Maybe you should foster a dog for a week to see if you can even handle it." I like, "Oh, God, Siri yeah. let me know." If-. So, you know, these are some of the things. So okay. I'm asking people questions about what they think. Is it possible? How important is their career? Like, things like that, just to hear what people have to say, and then I'm curating from their answers, potentially shows. So that's the whole uh, interview form thing that I'm doing. In the following clips, Rebecca and I talk about what it would be like if I had frozen my eggs, and how that affects the choices I make for my professional life. She argues that freezing your eggs is actually a business decision. This is what we're going to be pondering, so see what she has to say
3: like i want to make sure that i can if i want to do it so i'm going to invest in this now and then not have to worry about it which in turn might actually let you be more professional for longer right because now you're like i mean you're also in a relationship what helps but like you know you're able to i think pursue your career and like the different places that it will go like probably like without less inhibition, right? Because you're like, if it will happen, I can make it happen. I've already taken the steps to do that. So, like, that's pretty powerful in and of itself, right? Like, if you want babies, you can probably have a baby in a way that a lot of women can't, right? Because you literally have eggs frozen. So, no, the question of babies versus business, I mean... Yeah, it's really hard. I... I couldn't have a kid now. I couldn't have a kid probably for the next five years if I really want to do what I'm trying to do. You know?
0: Mm, That's some realness. Uh, Right? Is that those ambitions for you are so strong that you already have a sense of, like, this isn't going to happen soon. Is that what I'm hearing?
3: Yeah, and I also don't think I'm, like, emotionally able to do it soon. I don't have enough money in the way that I want to... Like, I'm not... I'm definitely not the person I want to be to become a mother. And, like, I do believe that I can become that person. But, like, it's not now. And I guess, like, the version of myself that exists now is, like, really, I don't know. Like, career-driven, sure. But, like, also just, like... You know, when this woman was saying to me, like, you have a calling, clearly. It's like, yeah, and a lot of people say their calling is motherhood. So what does it happen when you have more than one calling and, like, one of them is motherhood, but then the other ones, like, in my situation, like, you know, community organizing Jewish communities across North America and or Europe, right? Like, how, how can you have both? <laughs> you can't have both. You can't want to just be a mom and want to change the world. You can't have, like, it's really hard. And the people who do both have so much money, or like, like, childcare is so expensive. Childcare is like 50 to 70 grand a year. So like, that is someone's salary. God, I wish I was rich and then I could have babies, but I can't, I can't have babies. I can't do it yet. I take my birth control so religiously. I mean, this is a good podcast idea, business or babies, it's, I think it's very provocative. So maybe it's like business and babies and also lack of business and lack of babies, right? Like if you really don't have a sustainable income, that's like... Literally, if you're not making over $80,000, that sucks. But if you're 30 and you're not making over 80K and you're a woman, you're not looking at kids the same way. If you're making two, like 150000 and you're a woman and you're 30... That's a very different reality to be like, I could bring a kid into this world. It's totally different than how I feel where I'm like between 40 and 90 and I'm like, I don't know where I, I need to, I don't know. So all my friends with kids have really clear careers or no careers at all. Actually is the better way to say it. Like they have career stability and their husbands do as well. All of my friends with kids. You can't see a future if you don't see a future in one part of your life. I remember
0: talking to a rabbi's name
3: really early on in shy tribe. And she was like, one of the reasons to be your own boss is you can control your own maternity leave policy, Uh. which is like really an interesting mindset. And I agree with that to some extent. Cause yeah, maternity leave is real. And like those benefits are important and like how long and how much you get paid and like, I mean, I think I'd probably want more than three months, but like, right? Like these are like, it's, how do you do that? And also like this career trajectory I'm describing where I'm like working in Chicago and beyond to help establish communities and like really becoming, like really making a difference in the world. I can't do it and have a baby, (laughs) I can't do both. How could I do both? Maybe if I was, if I'm still single and I'm like 39 years old, I would get a sperm donor and I could probably do it alone by that point. Like maybe give me nine years, but like one, I can't do it alone at all, but I'd like a partner, right? So then I have to date someone that I actually want to marry, which I got to be honest, I've never done.
0: You heard it here. Rebecca is looking for some love and she is so kick butt and I love her transparency and openness and the encouragement she's had in my relationship. She also was potentially some help in helping me find my last partner and making sure he could seal the deal. So (laughs) I wanna give her lots of love and she's gonna tell us where she can follow her and where we can see her on the internet.
3: You can follow me on Instagram if you'd like, artsyrschwabi, I'm public for the masses. You can check out com, which I probably can change as whatever I do changes. <laughs> like, I own the website domain. Right now it's digital marketing, but you never know what it would be in four years, right? Like, it could, I could really pivot and become like a consultant in Jewish community experiences and relational Judaism and how that relates to the digital world. And guess what? That's not a career that exists <laughs> yet. So I'd have to build it, I'd have to create a full niche part of Jewish life, which I've already been doing, but like, how am I gonna do that with a baby? I'm not gonna do that with a baby. I've seen one Jewish professional be amazing with children, and that's about it. I've not seen it on the whole, like, it's but it's also the women that run their own organization. Then they can both be an amazing mother and an amazing professional, because they're allowed to decide what that means. So there's a lot of power in being your own boss in this vein. So yeah. Check out www.shytribe.org. I don't know what will happen with it, but check it out.
0: (laughs) You heard it here from a peer of mine that already from her perspective, she finds it almost impossible to try to do the career thing and the baby thing. I know this isn't totally new. I know plenty of women who are like, what do you do about the balance? And there's so much controversy around this on what's really possible for women. So what do you think about Rebecca and what she had to share? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have a follow-up? Chime in. I want to hear what you think about this. I love hearing different perspectives. This has been Business or Babies with Shaili Hakimian. See you on the interwebs. The next episode is about Aisha Tyler and the weird thing she said while watching Jeopardy with my mom. You've seen her on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Friends is where I remember her from. She used to be on the show The Talk for many seasons. She was on Criminal Minds. She's the voice of Lana, an archer. Uh, Her Wikipedia shows her as a badass at age 52. Aisha Tyler uh, said something really interesting that shook me a little bit. Uh, I was watching Jeopardy, Celebrity Jeopardy, with my mom, right? And she's on there. Apparently she's been a champion before. She is quite the Jeopardy contestant. And she they always have like a bit of banter in the middle of the episode where they're like, oh, tell us about who you are as a person. And or they, they usually it's a great way for the celebrity to plug and promote whatever it is that they're doing. Like this is how advertisement works, this is how podcasting works, right? It's like I get on your platform and I say, hey, come check me out. And then you know it's a win-win for the celebrity and for Jeopardy because I get a cool celebrity. Anyway, this is this is Hollywood, right? So they ask her questions about what she does. And she's currently uh the host of Who's On a It Anyway? She does Archer. I think there was like another third job that she had that she was like very much working hard into. Maybe it was a movie. I don't know. Basically she was saying like, Hey, I have these three jobs and she's like, I'm lucky that I have work. Cause I know not every actor does. I think she even said her charity was like helping actors get work. And then she said this line that shook me to my core because you know, this podcast business or babies. Like I was like, Oh, this is, she's basically going to be my guest on this episode without her actually being here. She says this, she says, no kids, no pets, no plants. Uh, She says after she shared how lucky she was to be this busy with three jobs. And I thought to myself, wow. One of the biggest reasons I wanted to do this show was pondering over people who don't have kids and what they're able to succeed at professionally and what the difference is with kids and without kids. And I've heard from people with kids saying, hey, you know what? It makes me better at prioritizing. And I can tell you uh, the two clients I had that went from no children to at least one child both like stopped worrying about the little things in life, which I thought was really, really cool. Like They cut out all the BS. Uh, But when it comes to, uh, you know, other people that I've seen built empires in Chicago, and I look, I'm like, oh, they actually don't have any kids. I'm like, that's really cool. Could they have built this empire, whatever business they had, if they didn't have kids? Or if they, sorry, if they had kids, like, would this be possible? And it's really this big question of like, you know, are we being limited? Like, are kids limiting in terms of success? Or are they a tool or an asset? And how should a little old shyly think about it for my own life and my own career? But like, her point was, right, I am able to do this because I don't have the same responsibilities as someone who would have a kid. Uh, and I think the other funny part about this is that uh, year after year, millennials get weaker and weaker about raising living things. So it used to be that people had kids and then they're like, well, we don't want to have all that responsibility. Let's have pets. And now the big thing with millennials is let's have plants. And as a very new plant mom, as you heard about in the other episode with Liz, like I have my plant and I'm very proud of it. But like, if you told me I had a baby, I'm like, I don't know. My boyfriend has a cat, right? So that's a whole other responsibility is that he has to feed it twice a day. But he's like, oh, it's easier than having a dog, right? And it's like, we're trying to find less and less like simpler ways to feel responsible without being super responsible. So that's my wondering right is that like you know it sounds like she feels like she couldn't have done all of this if she had uh the family responsibilities that maybe other people had and that's why she's able to be a a workaholic i don't know if that's how you describe her right um so yeah it gave me a lot to ponder on especially watching an episode of jeopardy with my mother i was like mom we have to rewind it i have to hear what she said it's so interesting uh, but you know what? Everyone has their own path, right? And I wonder, like, I know there's been years in my life where I filled my free time with work so I wouldn't get bored. And that's probably not the most healthiest thing out there. So I hope, Asia Tyler, I hope you're doing well. Thank you for inspiring this episode of Business or Babies. It sounds like in your world, business was fine for you. Uh, but let's see what others have to say. Bye. Okay, we're on the celebrity track. The next episode is about Jennifer Aniston and uh she doesn't have babies so interesting so jennifer amison has been all over the fertility world as of the last few days and talks about her potential regret maybe or not even regret but like her lack of opportunity to have children you know she's gone through divorce and her husband had an affair and then that couple broke up but she was always the babe but like she never had the kid. And one of the articles or one of the posts I saw on Instagram was like how when she was of the like 20 something, 30 something age where people do egg freezing these days, that wasn't really a common option back then, or people didn't even know to explore it because at that time it was kind of, uh, it was kind of rare for people to do that sort of thing. So There was a lot of that kind of stuff, right? Not every person, uh, you know, has fertility. Not every person has the choice, the means, the resources to do something like that. And my mom was on the phone with me and she's like, shyly, like, look at poor Jennifer Aniston. Uh, You know, she didn't have babies, but like, you should start now because you never know what's going to happen. And my mom is... Yeah, I don't know she's not religious, but she's like very like spiritual. She's like, you never know what God is gonna give you and you never know if it's gonna be easy or complicated or hard. She's like, the sooner you start, the better. And like, It's hard because like there's that pressure there and she's like, I'm going to get old and (laughs) she's messaging me right now. It's the pinging. You're going to get old. You know, I'm going to get old. She's like, I'm going to get old and I can't help you raise this child if I'm old and um, don't waste time. Do it now. I don't know why you're so slow. And she was then also telling me about all the regret that she herself had. Uh, for not having another child. And I didn't know this, but at some point in our motherly-daughterly relationship last year, she was telling me how she actually tried to have another child. And I was the one, as a little infant, I guess, was saying, no, 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 I want to be by myself. And then at some point, I finally, I guess, came up and I was like, why don't I have another sibling? And at that point, my mom had tried fertility things. And I think they may have misguided her in terms of what would work in fertility and uh she never had another child right and i said am i enough for you and she's like yeah like you know i you know she's happy but she's like oh i want more and you know it's like maybe she, um, she wants me to live vicariously through the other thing that was interesting and she's like there's this word in hebrew called osher um and i i'm going to maybe translate i don't know if this is a correct translation but she was equating having a baby as a whole other level of happiness that is not possible to get from other things or there's a unique level of happiness and i think this is the trope that comes up for a lot of women of like oh if you don't have a baby like how are you going to be fulfilled uh, but also at the same time, too, like, I know it is very fulfilling for people. I know, and my mom has said this, and I'm sure other women have said this, that uh, you're, the way you look at your life and the world does change, right? Uh, but also, you know, we're seeing more and more of society saying, hey, like, you know, you don't have to be a mother to be happy. What is the, the line I heard that women in there, um, women without children who are in their 40s and 50s are like the happiest population or something like that? Uh, but the other thing that startled me, they're like, you know, kids don't bring happiness. They have research that says ki- having kids does not make you happy. But what it does do is is when you do have those moments where they bring home that artwork or they graduate or whatever, those moments surpass, I guess, other people in terms of like happy moments. And those moments are what makes the whole child rearing thing worth it. So my point of this podcast is I, of this episode, I'm not sure I'm getting pressure. My mom is using Jennifer Aniston as an example. Uh, I'm just pulling in everything I know to try to figure this out for myself. So DB deep. My mom wants to be a grandma right now. Bye. The next one is when I interview a guy friend of mine who's scared of dying alone as a single LGBT plus older adult. Juicy.
4: one day I'll have a kid.
0: You're you're sure of it? You've already you kind of know that this is what you want for your future. I don't know. But obviously, you don't. Have I don't want to make that. I don't
4: want to make that decision unless I'm with somebody.
0: So you're hoping to do it with somebody. So if you meet somebody in like twenty years, would you still do it?
4: Twenty years. You're gonna be. I'll be like studenter. fifty. It's
0: like dead in gay years. Right.
4: Like if I don't have anyone by then, I'm <laughs> done. Like I see these motherfuckers at the Lucky Horseshoe. Like they're sixty. 70. Mm. But, like, I also need to stop judging because I went to the Granville Anvil, if you've ever been there. Yeah. And, like, I... This was a couple of weeks ago and I was sitting there looking fine as fuck in my outfit. And there was an older gay man who came up to us and was just talking. And I he was telling me about how he had a partner for years. And they lived together. And, like, they had this life together. And he was married previously to a woman and has a daughter. Like, he was one of those older gays. And... Typically, I'd be like in my mind, right? Like, I initially thought this is an old gay man who probably fucked around so much during his youth that he didn't settle down, and then he can't be with anyone now because he's too old. And that wasn't the case. He was in this relationship, the relationship ended, and like now he's by himself. That is my biggest fear. I do not want to be somebody in their 60s alone, unless they've died then I can be a widow and people will feel bad for me and bring me casserole.
0: Do you, so we have a history of, I brought you to like an intergenerational LGBT seniors dinner. I'm glad you enjoyed it. One of the things, and this is, if, if this becomes a podcast, I'll tell you this. So people might not know LGBT seniors are like a very they they're a demographic that needs a lot more support because a lot of folks don't necessarily have children they might not have family support systems if they're in a senior home the senior home might be homophobic so we I hosted a dinner to like get people to talk to each other actually I hosted a couple events like that to make friends and I think you said it was a good time did like I mean does that context have more weight for you because you know that that's possible like maybe it's more possible sometimes for queer folks to have different resources like to have disadvantages when it comes to aging or anything like that
4: like do they need resources
0: well they know i know it's true but like what does that weigh on you in terms of how you think about your future because you've had those interactions
4: it does but i mean like i don't know i think it here's the thing and now that you say it out loud like i actually would be cool with like doing a side gig at old town hall or whatever the fuck it's called
0: that's amazing
4: because like i think th- now that you say it out loud like you're right a lot of those people have no one
0: mm-hmm.
4: so like
0: there's not enough resources to serve that community exactly
4: so like it makes you think
0: mm-hmm. but then possible. also
4: like I would hate to be old and crazy
0: you're You're already you can already see it happening to you I know you would be like the cranky guy at the nursing home is that not correct I, I
4: refuse to be in a nursing home
0: you want to die before you get there
4: I w- I want to die in my sleep
0: Okay. I can arrange that next day.
4: (laughs) My dad, that was my, my dad's biggest fear. Is is that how he died? Dying alone in a nursing home.
0: Oh, he did die alone in a nursing home. Well, your dad sucks. So, unless he unsucks for you, but I think he sucks.
4: I mean, I've, I've accepted it now. He was crazy. He was mentally ill. Like.
0: But he also sucked. Or does that not? Because he
4: was mentally ill.
0: He wouldn't have sucked if he wasn't mentally ill.
4: I think if he had gotten the proper medicine, the proper treatment, he would have been fine.
0: Mm.
4: But, he wasn't... He He was clearly bipolar. There is no doubt in my fucking mind his behavior. Like, when it was good, it was fine. But when he got angry, like, it was horrible. He was crazy. Just purely crazy. So...
0: Hmm. What is that... Knowing the experiences you've had with your father, how does that translate to how you want to be a father if you are a father, or if you become a father?
4: I mean, I've already learned
0: what not to do what What not to do from both of them like what's the thing you would like make sure to incorporate into this child's life because of the lessons you've experienced growing up
4: I want to say two things one of which is the proper way to communicate how you feel and what you're thinking because that's something that's important you can't communicate that and then the second part of it is love like I always want my child to know that I love them and I don't want them to ever question that.
0: Oh.
4: And I think maybe those are the two, like, those two, I think, coincide with my own upbringing. Because, like, my family never taught us how to communicate properly. But, like, the love piece, I always questioned. Like, does my family love me? Do my parents love me? They're doing this. Does that mean they do or don't? Like, I've always asked that question. Now I have no doubt in my mind. Because I am the blessing in this family.
2: If I was, <laughs> seriously, if
4: I were to die, it would be boring as fuck. Yeah, you're and kind of fun. I'm the glue to this <laughs> dysfunctional.
0: I know you work hard, I and mean, you're the baby, for the record. So, wow. So you want the kid to feel loved. So you don't want to have a child in a single family home. Is that I need stability,
4: of your... which means my partner needs to be stable, both mentally and financially, uh, because I'm not. I I'm not. No. I'm not being a single parent. I will never be a single parent, period. Is it because you're upbringing? Right. I've seen it.
0: <laughs> not good?
4: Like, I, I, it's not that I don't approve of a single parent, because I think they work very hard and they can do it for their kids. I know firsthand what it's like to not only have a single parent, but an absent parent. And I'm already aloof as a person. Uh. Unless it's in front of me, I can't, like, it gets jumbled up. So I, I need somebody there who will offset me. I need, I need my yin to my yang, essentially. Aww. So whoever that ends up being in my life, buckle up, buttercup.
0: So are you okay with the fact that you don't have children right now? Is that like, okay? I am,
4: now? but like, I would be okay, like if it was one of those situations, like I wouldn't tell my family, but I would definitely have a child like that. Oh.
0: So you really want this maybe at some point, but you'd rather have it in a better circumstance.
4: Yeah, and I would rather. And the, the the trouble with that is, like, I also have to be careful with whoever I'm like having that child with.
0: Because
4: yeah, if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be active in its life, I was asked once for. Oh,
0: that. so you were asked to do this? Yes. To be a sperm and I donor? Said, no.
4: I don't even want to be with anyone until I know that they're committed to me. I literally need to find somebody who's going to be chasing me for the rest of my life.
0: oh
4: that's love. Is it, or is that just like I just need affirmation that? No, that's also not leave
0: me.
4: No. That's a big fear of mine, I think. You gotta look for the
0: right people.
4: But you know what? I sat I I went to my friend's wedding. My friend was not orthodox, like so it was a blend of like regular Judaism and (laughs) like you know, that. And it was beautiful. It was a beautiful wedding, but I I chose to go sit in on this like talk from a therapist who was a relationship therapist.
0: Oh, as part of the wedding?
4: It was a wedding weekend.
0: But they had like classes, classes activities. That's so funny. It was really cool. That's actually amazing. No. Maybe.
4: And then Smooth. I sat in on this thing and I didn't want to cuz like I don't
0: No, that was good for you. I really love it for you.
4: He he was there and I kind of was just like I don't want to listen to this shit. And then he was talking and he's like, you know, he like talked about him and his wife and he said, you know, when you are married to somebody, you are not going to be married to the same person forever. And each and every time when they say that you don't find new things about your partner, that isn't true because your partner will consistently change. And so will you. And so you both have to work towards understanding each other and learning about the new people in front of you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. And it's like, we're never going to be the same as we were before. And that could be a bad thing. That could be a good thing. But like learning about it from your partner and like, growing with them through it like I think not only creates and sustains the intimacy but like it also just helps you become closer and so like that really resonated with me and that was something that I was like okay like I actually believe that because again like it's not saying you need to stick around if your partner's a fucking psycho but like new things that they like about themselves or new things they want to explore like that is something where a supportive partner should be present and be like that's really great I believe with the power of the possible we can always (laughs) fucking change always i am living proof of it
0: oh you've grown a lot
4: if i haven't if i if i if i wasn't growing i would still be the same miserable fuck oh grumpy as hell
0: you're still a little grumpy <laughs> yeah a little bit like but salt- with a smile you're like salty with a smile it's- do you feel like your career being someone who's worked really, really hard all your life at crazy amount of or whatever. You're an education related, you're doing something good that's impacting youth, but you have taught in the past. You've managed entire facilities before. You've had crazy jobs in a lot of different industries. Do you feel like your career has hindered at all your ability to have a child in some way? Or do you feel like, do you feel like you've chosen your career as a priority? Does that, has that affected you in some way?
4: In the past, it was an issue. Like, as a teacher, like, I gave it my all. But I was also single. And there were times where, like, it got in the way of my relationships. But I had to, like, I actively have to stop myself. So, like, now, my job is from 8.30 to 4.30. After that, everything is getting turned off. I will check in on you tomorrow. Unless I have some free time, fine. But, like, my current job will allow me to, like, I could have a child and be okay. Previously, as a teacher, like, that was... No. Something has to give, and the one piece of evidence, or not evidence, advice that was passed down to me from my friend who got it from her, like, uh, student teaching experience, was, like, she asked the person, like, how do you do it? Like, you have a family, you do this, you do that, you're supposed to teach, and she's like, I just have to prioritize what I'm willing to focus in on, and I don't do everything correctly. I I don't do everything right. And I was like, that's actually real. Oof. So, that's why I also want to have a stable partner who's a doctor who can get an answer.
0: <laughs> okay, there you go. No, you're a I doctor need... and you're in the Chicagoland area. Right, or a lawyer or something. Or a lawyer. I need romance.
4: That's what I need. I need. I need to know that somebody loves me.
0: Okay, I love you, not in a sexual way, though. Right.
4: That's not what I'm asking. I know my friends love me. I love my friends. <laughs> Do I love myself? Yes. I am loving myself. More and more each day.
0: Great. Keep it up. I love it.
4: There are definitely moments you're where You're your I'm best like,
0: boyfriend. Trust me. I'm very much aware of that. I had a question that I'm exploring for myself. Mm-hmm. Because as someone who is a woman and who has a biological clock, but who's also in a relationship, the pressure of, oh, shyly, get married, have babies, is, like, increasing year and year, over year, over year. And I don't want to just have a baby because society says, oh, you're a woman, you should have a baby. I want to... If I'm going to do it, which I think I might want to one day... Like, I want to know why I'm doing it, and I want to have thought it through, so I've made it my mission to just, like, talk to people about this question, and to figure out what other people have to say. So I've interviewed people in different demographics, but I also did a lot of peers, and the question that I ask everybody, and it could apply to a career as well, is business or babies? So Adam, business or babies?
4: I don't know. I'm single, so I can't really give you an answer to that. Uh, for right now, it's or.
0: It's not all,
4: both. It's not. I mean, I need to have a work-life balance. I need to be able to... If, even if I need to have babies, I need to have a balance. You just do. Yeah. It's not easy. It, but yeah. also, like... I don't know. I think it's interesting. because, like, And I see this from different perspectives. Not having a baby does not make you less of a woman. But in Judaism, we already know the, like, again, is their whole belief is that you need to be spitting out babies because you need to create more Jews that were at one point burned alive due to Hitler. Like, that weird nonsense is, like, not something that I fuck with. Like, some people should not procreate. Period. (laughs) They shouldn't. That's why gay people exist. To stop over-reckless population growth.
0: It's good you can't get pregnant.
4: Right, we just adopt children, or have our own.
0: It's very We're, expensive.
4: Right, I'd rather adopt. It's cheaper, I
0: think. It's very hard to find babies to adopt, because abortion... Like apparently, the abortion, pe- or the, sorry, the abortion people are in cahoots with the people who pimp out babies, they, like, give away babies. Oh, like the, uh, the cradle. Basically, oh, the, yeah. whatever, like, yeah, they try to get people to not have... to have more absence only, because then more oopsie babies happen, and so when there's more oopsie babies, the adoption industry, I guess, is very well-funded, or they have more babies to make money off of. So... But apparently there's a shortage of babies and there's plenty of families I want to adopt. So if someone said it was 50 grand and I was like, that's a lot of money that people don't just have. Thanks for listening to this episode of Business or Babies, where I talked to my friend who is almost, no, just hit 30. And he's an openly gay man who teaches in the Chicagoland area and i wanted to close this off where i mentioned that there's this huge thing where people who navigate abortion are people who want to have more babies to adopt because there's a shortage of babies to adopt so that is a wild way to end it i wanted to acknowledge that's what i understood from someone who was adopted from their tiktok channel and it's just a huge 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 mess but uh, i really appreciate my friend chiming in here if you have any thoughts opinions comments feel free to uh, go to the link in the in the description of the show and leave yourself a voice recording also too a lot of you may have not understood or heard before of the challenges of lgbt plus seniors who oftentimes have to struggle being in a typical senior home because they have to go back in the closet again because the senior home might be discriminatory towards people who are different, right? So the home we were talking about in Chicago is one of a very small amount of LGBT specific senior homes. And oftentimes, you know, procreation isn't the easiest thing to do if you're queer because of stigma versus financial resources versus all the different things that make it complicated. So while some families have children to, to take care of them in the future, we find a massive population of of queer seniors who don't necessarily have that family support to help them as they're aging so i hope you learned something new from this episode and i'm looking forward to hearing your story in the future this has been shiley from business or babies the next one is about feeling hopeless about becoming a mom and it's not what you think it has to do with the show young rock So I'm watching this show called Young Rock. It's about like rock Dwayne Johnson and his like upbringing and his life and his story and how he's running for president. It's a cute show. I'm watching it for some interesting reasons uh, that I don't think I'm allowed to share in the air. But anyway, uh, something came up in the show that made me really think of this podcast. And uh, and I don't know if this is a spoiler. Like, I guess if you're going to watch the show, maybe this is a spoiler. I don't know. Um, there's, the, so the dad is essentially like a world wrestler guy who wants to become famous and his career has kind of been a priority while the mom is like, uh, she, you know, she has a singing voice, but like, you know, she's a mom and she does all the typical things that a mom does, like take care of the kids and take care of the house and like do all the responsible things. And she's probably in all reality, the breadwinner of the family. Right. And so we see this narrative of her, Potentially exploring going on Star Search, which was a very famous, you know, probably, you know, preceded American Idol in a sense where you can get your fame started. Right. I think Britney Spears was on Star Search, I want to say, or maybe it was a different one. And so she auditions and here's some maybe spoilers. She gets a chance to go to L.A. to go to the next stage of this contest and as she's about to get in her car that's going to go to the airport to finally do something for herself right we hear so many women who don't necessarily put it do anything for themselves the dad goes oh and then you're going to be famous you're going to be on tour and i'm going to be on tour because he was like well i might be in the wwf and she might be a singer on tour and then you know and then she starts thinking she's like well then i'm not going to be you know how are we going to take care of our kid and then Well, he's like, oh, you'll have her half the time and I'll have her half the time on tour and I'll just go around. And then she's like, well, then I'm not going to see my kid. And so she went from being like super excited to finally be doing something for herself and to have her own opportunity and her own chance to be a star to now, you know, overthinking it on her taxi ride over there. And so she's literally going to buy a gift for her son and she ends up starting to like spill, like basically like free therapy at the airport where she's like, Oh, you know, um, you know, family's most important thing to me. And she starts going through all this guilt essentially for wanting to do something for herself because the future that could happen for her is one that doesn't involve her family, which is the most important thing. Like She's already saying essentially no to this opportunity before she even knows if she can get it. And, it turns out she goes home and lies. She doesn't go to LA. She goes home and like lies to her family and says, Oh, they called me. And they said, there's too many talented singers. I can't go anymore. And they like kind of have like a voiceover for the show where they're like, Oh, you know, she wanted to do the thing where she got to do the most important thing, which is be with her family. And I'm like, cool. But like, you know, clearly her husband has never had to make those sacrifices. And it's just like, It is sort of the right thing to do, but it's like, in reality, it's like she's sacrificing herself. And that is something that I've seen women in my life over and over and over again do is sacrificing their own goals and ambitions and and desires for whatever the man wants um, in these heteronormative relationships. And it's like, I don't want that for myself, but I already know that in the relationships that I've been in, I can feel inklings of it. And it's like, is there a way as a woman for me to fight that? It's almost like it's a guarantee that it's going to happen. Um, if I do the whole like, you know, nuclear family situation and it scares me because I have goals and ambitions, but I could totally see myself putting them down for whatever the sake of the the family is. And I'm like, uh, which makes the choice of business or babies just so much messier because these are not like one time stories. These are things that happen all the darn time. Uh, the other thing I'm going to say to this is I was on a networking group call this morning and I just told them all that I'm doing this podcast. So hi group. Uh, Good to hear you. Thanks for checking this out. And I said, Hey, this is my topic of my show. And I knew immediately I was going to get reactions and I could see all the men, all the women. There was a lot of reactions because it is, it's a juicy topic. And so a few people chimed in and the people that did chime in were men. And they were like, Oh, you know, depends on the day. I love my kids, but like some days I want to kill them. Um, And then one guy was making fun of how annoying the children get once they're teenagers, right? And then another guy was like, oh, I love my children. You know, they make me, you know, so inspired and they make me excited to get up every day. And I'm like, that's cute. But it was all dudes. And I was looking at the women and I was like, oh, I know. Like, just based on what the men were saying, like, I'm sure the women who are on that call who have children have very different answers. But also they didn't choose to speak up, which made me wonder, like, what is happening? Um, Why aren't they speaking up? So um, that is on my radar and uh, I am super curious to hear what they would have had to say um, because this is a very big conversation. Anyway, I want to hear your thoughts. Send a voice reply with your opinions on this show. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Bye. I interviewed a friend of mine who is a career guy and who just got a dog and to see how his life has changed and how he thinks about this transitionary thing between having a child Bum bum bum. What did you tell me about gray hairs?
5: Babies give you gray hairs.
0: Right, and why? What did you say?
5: Lack of sleep and stress.
0: And that's your almost scientific observation? Of my friends, yeah. Right, you have a lot of friends with babies?
5: More friends with gray hairs than friends with babies.
0: Uh... But the ones who
5: have babies have more gray hairs for their age.
0: Hashtag science-ish. Hashtag (laughs) facts-ish. Okay, so you just got a dog with your longtime partner. Correct. Was there ever, tell me if this is too personal, was there ever a thought of, like, get a pet, get a dog, get a human, get none of them? Was that ever on the discussion table?
5: Yeah, it's a progression. You got to get the (laughs) dog to prove that you're a. <laughs> capable caretaker and then you can get another human.
0: Ooh, do you feel like your career is gonna be impacted by the dog?
5: My career has not been impacted by the dog because I have a flexible work arrangement. My work arrangement is becoming less flexible, but the dog has been trained potty wise and other what's the <laughs> business or babies? Oh, that was that last question.
0: That was the name of the po- the name of the podcast. So as a person who is who has ovaries, there's sometimes biological limits that my body has predeterminedly placed on me. And so I'm exploring if I want to have children, and if I'm probably gonna, if I'm able, so like I kind of want to make sure I know why. Whoa. So I'm like, let me ask people what they think. And if they, and then in the second layer of it is if, like, if it's a choice between a career and a baby, and, like, can you do both? And that's usually a complicated thing for women. <laughs> so you're a dude. Do you notice that? What do you think? Reaction uh, to anything I just said.
5: The part where you said especially for women, that's very unfortunate, right? Because, in theory, there are two people involved with making a baby. One of them is more physically involved in the pro let's say one person's got a more physical activity to do for the first 10 months than the other. But after that,
0: yeah.
5: Right. There's lots of activities that are not biologically provided by the birthing parents, which are absolutely the responsibility of the other parents. The fact that you said being a mom, especially is hard on your career, I would say like, why isn't it especially hard on dad's careers? Mm. It's, it's a shorthand division of labor that goes back to the woman's always pregnant and the man's always in the office or the fields or whatever, and it doesn't really make sense today because women aren't pumping out ten babies to you know, stack the the mm. team for the farm. <laughs> so if you want to have one baby, I would make sure you have, or more babies. You should get a partner who wants to develop the babies with you equally and equally share responsibilities for caretaking.
0: I love that. You get points for being a nice dude. Also, extra points for trying to be super duper inclusive for our friends that fuck the binary and say, we don't need this binary. I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yes. And also, too, there's people who don't get the option of having two parents. And there's some people who might have multiple parents raising it, which is interesting. I mean, there's... I don't know how common it is to have three parents or from I mean, their step-parents. But it's interesting. Okay.
5: Well, I would say more than two parents is not the norm. I agree. But maybe we need to start having more than two parents to share stuff because a fucking nuclear family in this day and age? Are you kidding me? Like, how can you get childcare? How? You were telling me earlier, $2,500 a month. That seems reasonable to me. That seems like a base. Like, I, I I can imagine that going up so much, right? Just based on factors, right? You have to have early child care pickup, or you have to have late child care pickup. 2500 seems like a bargain. More than two parents. Let's do it. Let's have societal structures where two people are not required to do everything for a completely helpless person for the first, I don't know, five, ten 15, 20 years of their lives, 25 years of their lives, right? And if it's only one person or if both the parents pass away and or not, neither of the parents can, um, right? At least there's, like, we need to talk about what the fuck does the state do to get people who are children and don't have fit parents into actual... Situations that are beneficial to them, because mm. it's, f- it's fucked. It's fucked up. Some of the stuff that I've heard about foster care. Well, it, it, state agencies who are responsible for overseeing foster care, especially in Illinois, I've heard some fucked up. I don't see why groups of people don't get together and have like oh. little mini villages where for six eight parents get together and raise eight children. You know, there's got to be some division of labor that if it works for two people, it can work even better for four or
0: more or more people. Yeah, we just called the polyamorous Mormons. Right. <laughs> they don't have to be Mormons. I I would say I mean, they kind of do this already. Like the FLDS that got in big trouble. Like, they're basically doing a version of this. Uh, that's
5: children raising children, and I don't I know, it's think so that's wonderful.
0: No, it's not. But um, um, there's kibbutz model.
5: Well, the kibbutz model is the children, think... is again, the children all over here in the children's house, and that can also be really messed up. Basically, cause... we're screwed.
0: I heard. So, here's what I'm hearing from you. Maybe, and maybe this is a product of my heritage being Middle Eastern. Like, what do they call it? The collectivist versus, I didn't know this, collectivist versus individualist, like, we are definitely like, take care of your own shit in this country. Like, maybe I'm hearing for like community, right? Because like, I think of like, like your parents live in the suburbs, right? But Mm -hmm. like, there's like, you know, you know, my partner's parents live in Kentucky, right? If we procreated, that's a long distance set of grandparents, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, so people move far away. Like, I don't know. Entire communities are not based off of, like, blocks anymore. So, like, there's Mm -hmm. not that same communal advantage of, like, oh, yeah, I'll just drop the kid off next door to, like, parents' house or, like, a neighbor's house. I'm wondering if that's also, like, part of, like, the issue. Is it, like, it's very hard to support each other. It's, like, everyone's out for themselves. Maybe. What do you think? Oof.
5: Yeah. Like, why did we all move away? Right. Mm. To find the perfect exploration opportunity for ourselves, why don't we live in the same communities we grew up in, where, where we have where we know everyone?
0: Mm.
5: Well, turns out people are pretty shitty to you sometimes when you're a kid. You know, bullies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you don't like staying where you where you grew up.
0: Mm-hmm. I think there's
5: going to be more community building because people have less pressure to move places now that we've got Zoom. So
0: there's
5: (laughs) going to be, be, I think, a reset of like maybe our grandparents' generation where they married their neighbor or great-grandparents' generation, right? I'm one who lived close by and then you get people, you know, whole groups of family living for longer periods of time together. I can see that happening again. Mm. So
0: Mm. we'll see. I've seen that meme over and over again where like the five older ladies in Japan buy like a house together to retire. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's even real. I don't even know if they exist, but I'm like, that would be cool. And then you like live in community with people or like have neighbors that could like babysit when you can't do it.
5: It's the golden girls theory of retirement.
0: Oh, is that what they did? I never watched it. Do they like all live together? Yeah. Oh, how innovative. Interesting. What a concept.
5: Hmm. I mean, friends. I'm all for fa- found family. So. You're for what? I'm pro found family. Fallons? Found family.
0: Oh, found family. That's also yeah. a big thing. Because, like, not everyone's family is great. Well, interesting. Welcome to Business or Babies. Can you do both? What do you think? Business yes. or Babies?
5: Business baby is the, <laughs> is the way to do it. You get your child a job.
0: That's it? Give your child a job?
5: Yeah. I'll uh, get my um, my canine baby into sports classes. Agility. Oh my
0: god, you literally think. had a baby. Yeah. But it's a dog hashtag millennial so life she's
5: learning she's learning how to pay attention to me the handler to know what I want her to do next around the obstacle course it's called agility and it's really fun for dogs It gets all their energy out and once we go to more classes she'll be a genius at it and then we'll have like an activity we can go do and like get some get some things and she pays attention to you which is good, because she doesn't pay attention to me a lot now. <laughs> but that could just be that she's coming out of her growth hormone surges. <laughs> I have a
0: 13-month-old puppy. There you go. This is... Name omitted. ...way of having a baby. It's a millennial baby, which is a dog. And it has an Instagram account. Do you want to shout out the Instagram account? At um what's the name it's not it's, uh, schnitzel no it was something else yes
5: kishka at wish upon
0: Akishka. <laughs> <laughs> wish upon Akishka. do you want to plug yourself in any way do you want people to know who you are if i ever do anything with this footage
5: let's see i am a jobnik so,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you'll have to know my guest from the dog. Any career advice for anybody who might want to know anything from you, especially in this demographic?
5: Ooh, what's the demographic?
0: I don't know. People who are confused about their future with children or career or the options of both or not. Huh. <laughs> or anything else, maybe, that came up in your You can bank
5: your eggs for later, right? It's not a... Binary decision, right? Especially if you're like working at a progressive minded company, see what they've got for fertility benefits. That's also a possibility. My company has $20,000 that I could use towards fertility treatments for myself or my partner, which I think is a pretty cool benefit
2: well
0: thank you for letting me ambush you into potentially being on a podcast while we just casually hang out this is why i have such dear friends that just go along with my crazy antics and he's been doing it for many many years so thank you friend that is staying anonymous you listen to baby what is the first 10 episodes of business or babies i love that you stuck around and you listen to it do you like this format you know If you have opinions on Spotify, you can record a response, but you can also record a response with a link that I've included in every episode where you can tell me your thoughts, your comments, or whatever, and maybe I'll feature you on the show. TBD, I haven't done it yet, but um, I'm going to curate some goodies when I feel like it. So with that, uh, if you heard about this on LinkedIn, cool. If you heard about this on Twitter, cool. If you heard about this when I awkwardly forced you to be interviewed by me, great. I have no regrets. I think it helped everybody reflect on their lives. Um. But yeah, I love this. Thank you for listening, and uh, maybe more Mega episodes to come.